Life can take us on unexpected paths that leave us with emotional wounds and scars. But these scars do not have to be a burden that we carry alone. I'm Jocelyn Biederset, a childhood sexual assault survivor, and this is Invisible Scars, a podcast where we connect and learn from those who have come out stronger on the other side of trauma. In today's episode, Susie and I are back together for our monthly episode to help you sort everything out for your holiday season. We are talking setting boundaries for the holidays, what that looks like, and how to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself over these intense seasons. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode, so let's get into it. Okay, Susie, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like I haven't actually, I just said I haven't seen your face in five years. Uh, yeah, it feels like five years. And thank you for having me back. I'm really excited. And I'm super excited about our topic this time as well. Me too. Um, leading into the holidays, I think it's so important. We, You were actually just saying to me that a lot of times in December, people like, they kind of stop coming to therapy. Yes, it's it's weird. It's, it's interesting, um, you know, because I've been doing this for, you know, 12 years now. And there's obvious patterns. And the most obvious pattern is that starting December, everybody stops coming to therapy. They'll make their appointments. They often cancel their appointments and they just stop coming. And then come January, you know, I get that rush of emails, you know, urgent appointments, needing all the things. And it's because the holidays have really thrown people off with their mental health. Yes. And we're going to talk about that today. We're actually going to touch on setting boundaries over the holidays. I know that this is like a big one. I know for myself, like after the holidays, I get so excited for Christmas and so excited to like spend time with friends and family. And I find like a lot of times, Suze, I can't even enjoy it because I'm so fucking exhausted. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people have the same sentiment. And you know, what is interesting about, yeah, boundaries are huge. We're going to talk about communication too, because communication actually goes really, really hand in hand with boundary setting. And it's interesting what you're saying about the exhausted. A lot of times people end up canceling the appointments that they shouldn't because they're so tired, because they're saying yes to so many other things. They are like, I can't, I can't come to, you know, whether it's you know, the Pilates class that they love or the therapy session they really need. Those are the things that people tend to let go of at times of holiday to be able to manage their social schedules. When really it's kind of like the opposite. Mm -hmm. People should be keeping those and saying no to some of the other things that are coming on board. Yeah. So basically you're saying we're all letting go of our self-care things that we should be actually implementing more of to look after ourselves during those times. Yes, absolutely. Because people's social calendars get so overwhelming. And like you said, just completely exhausted that they look at it and they start axing out things that they feel like they're more in control of. I'm curious what you think about this too, because I feel like a lot of people who have been through something really traumatic, were so sensitive to other people's energies. And I feel like the holidays when you're socializing so much and you're around so many different people and so many family members, friends or whatever have such high expectations of what they want and need from you. Like, it's just depleting energetically. Oh, absolutely. A lot of trauma survivors have something called the fawn response. And I'm not sure if we talked about this mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, but the fawn response is a developed response where a traumatized person will look at their caregivers and figure out really quickly, if I keep mom happy, if I keep dad happy, then I get to be safe. And nobody's going to yell at me, hit me, abuse me. And so you develop this really keen sense, as you're saying, of identifying other people's emotions, what's going on for other people emotionally, because that's how you learn how to keep safe. 
if you could just figure out how mom was feeling and change it, you got to be safe. If you could figure out what was going to make dad mad or is dad mm-hmm. about to get mad, then you were safe. And so you carry that in through your adulthood. So when you're at these holiday parties, there's so many people, there's so many energies, you get completely exhausted because you're constantly looking for all the emotions of other people. Yeah, totally. So let's kind of get into what we can do to set some healthy boundaries around the holidays. Also, I think learning to say no to things is a big one, which we'll get into. Okay. Yes. So here's the interesting thing. So yes, boundaries are really important and learning to say no is a part of uh, setting boundaries. But before we kind of jump into boundaries, I want to just talk a little bit about communication because communication starts first before you set boundaries. Okay. So what will end up happening is when people have a hard time with boundaries, they fall into poor communication strategy. Some of these strategies are this, the passive person. Okay, the passive communicator. So this is a person where they don't respond to invitations. They leave invitations unopened. People are asking them to respond and they're not, right? What ends up happening in those situations is the person who's extending the invitation starts getting mad, Mm -hmm. right? So you're the passive person. You don't want to go, right? So you already know this. You already know you don't want to go. You're looking at that invitation and you're like, nah, it's a no. But rather than saying no, (laughs) you say nothing. You're like, maybe if I just hide, maybe if I just don't say anything at all, it'll all go away and I, I won't have to deal with it. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is it tends to actually create more problems for you. Mm-hmm. because you're, you're making people mad. Yeah. You're making people angry. People are like, this is really rude. Are you coming? Are you not? I need to plan food. I need to plan these things. Just tell me what's going on. So you create a lot of bad feeling. And oftentimes the passive person gets pressured into coming. They go and it doesn't feel good because the host is already mad at you before you walk in the door. <laughs> Okay, this this is so funny. I feel like we're laughing because you're like, Jessalyn, this is you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the person in quotations, the person who's looking at the text message and not replying, this quote unquote passive person. <laughs> wink, wink, nice. <laughs> wink, wink. Does this, does this sound familiar, listeners? Honestly, I don't know why I'm like this. And I, I think what it is, is I'm afraid to say no. And I think a lot of people listening are probably feeling that too. Like you feel so guilty saying like, oh, you know what? That's not going to work for me. Like how, I say it now and it's like so freaking easy, but like it's hard for me in the moment. For sure. Actually saying no is one of the hardest things for people to learn. Mm-hmm. Saying no is, is just a huge task. So although it sounds really simple, um, it is one of the hardest things. And I tell my patients that no is a sentence in itself. Yes. Okay. So no is a sentence in itself. This idea that you have to explain, have an excuse, have a legitimate reason to say no. Mm-hmm. We Those are things we have to let go. Yeah. It's okay just to say, hey, thanks for inviting me, but no, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, It's also hard because I think a lot of people feel like they're letting. So what I'm hearing is I'm thinking, oh, I'm letting this person down. But what you're saying is I'm actually letting them down by not communicating about it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. This is an aha moment maybe for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. 
Yes. So yes, you're letting the person down. Like you think you're almost sparing this person's feelings somehow by not responding, mm-hmm. right? If I don't say no, then they can't be angry with me. If I don't say no, then they're not upset with me. But what ends up happening is those things. Exactly. They actually get angry. They actually get upset. They're feeling really frustrated that you haven't communicated. Yeah. So that's our passive communicator. Other people get overwhelmed with invitations and there are aggressive communicators. So the aggressive communicators look like this. Oh my God, stop bugging me. I don't know my plans. Why are you always on Mm -hmm. me? Leave me alone. I don't know if I can travel at Christmas. Stop bugging me. Right? So those are our aggressive communicators. And what ends up happening in those situations is, again, you know, a lot of bad feelings. Right? You upset a lot of people. And really, the aggressive communication is coming from a space of feeling really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So what we aim for when we're setting boundaries is something called assertive communication. Okay. Tell us about that. Okay. So assertive communication is when you're communicating in a neutral way. Okay. So you're not aggressive. You're not passive. You're, you're remaining neutral. You're going to really work on expressing your needs, your wants, your feelings directly and honestly, okay? But you're also going to accept that other people are not going to share your opinion. Yeah. And this is the big part. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, when I talk to them about boundaries, say, well, when I say what I want, people don't respect that. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. When you're assertively communicating, you have to be open that people are not going to agree with you. Yeah that people are going to have their own opinions and you actually have to be okay with listening to them while still maintaining your opinion. Okay. So say you do this. I think a lot of us are not prepared for the rebuttal. A lot of us are not prepared for what comes next. So how do we be okay with that? How do we handle that? Okay, so I'm going to teach you. I'm going to tell you you a trick. But I'll give you an example of this, okay? So this uh, an assertive communicator exchange might look like this, okay? Like, let's say you have a parent who really wants you to fly home for the holidays, okay? And you say to them, you know what, mom and dad? I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to fly home for the holidays. Um, I don't have the time off work. It's too expensive. I'm going to have to come on, you know, this day, but I'm, I'm going to miss the bulk of those holiday days. Yeah. Okay. Mom and dad respond. I'm really upset. This is making me really sad. I feel really disappointed. I really want you to come. Can you please come? Okay. Okay. That is their emotional experience about what you've said. Mm-hmm. It's valid. They're not sharing your same opinion. They have their own opinion. Okay. So the rebuttal is simply the same thing. We call it the broken record technique. I like it. Okay. So the broken record technique only works if you remain calm. Mm, Okay. Okay? So the broken record technique can't be like, I told you Mm -hmm. I can't come. That's aggressive. The broken record technique, you the only way it's going to work is if you stay calm and you repeat yourself. You know, mom and dad, I, I'm so sorry. I hear that you're disappointed. I don't like disappointing you, but I can't travel. 
I don't have the time off work. It's just too expensive to fly at that time. I am going to come on this date. Yeah. And this can work with friends too. It can work with friends. It can say, you know what? I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Uh, You know, I would love to be there, but I just can't make it that night. So it's the broken record technique. Mm. You simply just neutrally, calmly continue to explain, to continue to say this same statement over and over again. And sometimes, sometimes that can happen five, six, seven times. Yeah. I actually really like that. That's a really great way of explaining it. And I also feel like the more you practice it, the more you're going to be comfortable with it. Yeah. Nobody likes absolutely. to let down the people they love. Nobody likes to let down the people they love. No. And boundaries are interesting. I mean, boundaries play a huge role in, in all the time at the holidays. Um, so we're talking about boundaries when it comes to our social calendars, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about boundaries, you know, people inviting us to things, people inviting us, you know, to travel or to do all these things. But boundaries also play a role in knowing that you can go to things how you want, meaning you can arrive late, you can leave early. Mm-hmm. You can drive your own car. You can not eat food that you don't like. You can create boundaries in a lot of different pockets over over the holidays. Yeah. It's not just about like saying, okay, I'm going or I'm not going. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to say to yourself, I can go when it looks like this, or these are the boundaries that I can have when I'm there, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, because I like what you said about like taking your own car or coming a little bit later or eating what you want to eat. I think a lot of times, especially over the holidays, we all have those critical people in our life that maybe say things that really, really Mm -hmm. trigger us. And I think like, it's really important to know how to handle those triggers. I know for myself going into certain situations, I'm like, Oh, will I offend somebody if I don't eat X, Y, Z, or like, if you're a vegetarian or you don't like meat, or, you know, I think a lot of times too, people we love have certain expectations of how we show up. And I think a lot of times too, with like, when we have our own children, a lot of times we want to create our own traditions and things that we want to do, but then we're feeling pressure from other family members and feeling like we're letting them down, which creates us being triggered. And then you're fighting over the holidays, which how many of you listening have fought with your family (laughs) over the holidays over trying to set your own traditions, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so this is the thing. So many people come back to therapy in January and it's all of these things, right? It's, it's, I hate my family. Yeah. Like my family, this, my family, that, and you're absolutely right. And, and it often comes from people not respecting one another's boundaries or maybe I'll say feeling like people aren't respecting your boundaries. Yeah. But the thing about a boundary, and this is where a lot of people get tripped up because people feel like it's really hard work to set a boundary. And it is. It is so hard to set that boundary. So they feel like they've kind of like done a really difficult task, climb Mount Everest just by setting that first boundary. And what they don't realize and where they get really exhausted is not realizing that that first boundary is the first step in a long marathon. That the boundaries actually, unfortunately, typically have to be set over and over and over again. People have to repeat themselves over and over and over again. And that's why we call it the broken record technique, right? Mm -hmm. It's very rare, you know, that you'd say to somebody, I mean, like, let's say 
you know, with your example of like wanting your own traditions for your family. So say, you know, you're, I don't know, somebody wants to come over on Christmas morning and you just want to reserve that for your family. It's very rare for you to say, you know what, we love you guys and we want, you know, to spend time with you on the holidays, but Christmas morning is just for us. Very rare that that person is like, no problem. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know what? I'm glad you set that boundary. That's really great. You're doing really great work, right? It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen because no, because they're having their own emotional reaction, right? And everybody's living in their own space. And so they're not going to respond that way. Okay. I have a question for you. So say people are listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to set this boundary and I'm going to say, for example, just like you said, um, you know, I'm going to reserve Christmas morning for our family, um, maybe come over for lunch or we'll do like a brunch later, but I really just want it to be us intimately. How do you not feel like a bad person when the person responding to you, the grandparents or whoever it is, is like, you're so selfish. That's so rude, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you not like take that on and feel like a bad person and give in? What's your advice? Yeah, that that's a really great question. I think we really have to understand that it is not our job to manage other people's emotional experience. We are going to disappoint people. Yeah. Right? We are going to disappoint people. We are going to make people um, have an emotional experience, maybe feel sad, maybe even feel some anger. Um, but it's not our job to control that. It's not our job to make sure that somebody's emotional experience is only positive. Our job is to honor ourselves. Mm-hmm. And be fully okay with the fact that, yes, in fact, we might disappoint people. We might upset people. We might offend people. And we're okay with that because it's it's what we need to be like truly authentically ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if people really love and care about us, they, they want us to be our true authentic selves. So will they be disappointed? Sure. Will they be disappointed forever? No. Hopefully. But when... Hopefully, hopefully, often no, often no, often people move through it or move through past it. But I find when we start communicating poorly, that's when we add gasoline to the fire. Mm -hmm. You're so right. Right? Mm -hmm. So we've set a small fire. And when we start communicating poorly, like whether we're shouting, yelling, or ignoring, right? Passive is ignoring, shouting and yelling is aggressive. Just Picture adding gasoline to that fire. Mm. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. And so now it feels really bad, right? Now it feels really ugly. You know, thinking about like how to communicate properly and stuff when you're setting your boundaries, like I don't know what you think of this from like a professional standpoint, but I've always found like whether I'm talking to like my husband or my kids or some like a friend or a family member and they're like expressing their disappointment or how I've hurt them. I always find that like, if I repeat what they said back to me, like, oh, okay. So what I'm hearing that you're feeling really upset and hurt by this. And I'm so sorry. Like when I say it back to them, it's like, it softens it a little bit because they're understanding that I heard them. Like it's me repeating their emotions and feelings back to them is like, I'm validating that I heard you. Yes, I think that's such a good point. People really want to be um, heard, mm-hmm. right? They really want to be heard. They want to be validated. So yes, even repeating back to them, I I know I heard or I know how much you want to come over on Christmas morning. Um, but, and again, repeating that boundary. So, so, so some other things to do with boundaries is I always really encourage people, write them down. So get really clear on uh, the boundaries that you want to set 
the things that you're hoping to achieve out of your holidays, write them all down. I would say pick two columns. You can write non-negotiable boundaries and you can even put a few in the negotiable category. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like sometimes you think that this is really important to you and then you write it down and you're like, okay, maybe I can give a little leeway here. Maybe I have a little room to give here. Absolutely. Yes. So write the few that are very non-negotiable and write the few that are maybe more negotiable, right? And, you know, some things that come to mind too, there's so many conversations, you know, for any Catholics out there, you know, a lot of um, examples will come up with the midnight mass, right? So you've got small kids, in-laws want to go to midnight mass. It's the family tradition that, you know, you've got toddlers at home, so you want them to be in bed, right? And so is that a non-negotiable or is that a negotiable, Mm -hmm. right? But getting really clear on it before it happens. So trying to think about conversations that have happened in the past, writing them down because the worst is when we feel caught off guard. Yeah. So another thing, another kind of trick or tip um, that you can do with boundaries is you don't have to respond right away and answer. Basically, you're saying, I'm not sure. I can't commit. I can't commit right now, but let me circle back. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer right now, um, but I will let you know. So you've responded. You're not being totally passive where we're just ignoring, pretending it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm like raising my hand. Hi. Yeah. You're like, hi. Hello. It's me. You're like, can I say that I lost my phone? Um, was I internationally traveling? Like, what else can I say? So you acknowledge that they've said something. And you're saying, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I need to think about it. And that's also okay. You can ask. So this is a, a trick that we call just ask for time. Ooh, I like that. You can ask for time. You can say you don't know and you need more time. That's totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. I think too, like we talked a lot about like family boundaries and people with children and stuff, but for those who don't actually have children, what does that kind of look like for them if they're feeling really triggered by certain family members or triggered by certain situations that they're really not comfortable being in? How do you navigate that? A lot of times people's families are not healthy for them to be around, right? And so that can bring up really difficult emotions at the holidays as well, um, that people don't have healthy families. that people's families are so dysfunctional that it's really not healthy for them to be around them at all. And so if you're one of those pe- people where the being around your family members is a trigger to the point that it's it's very detrimental to your mental health, it's also okay to not spend time with your family of origin. It's also okay to say, this this doesn't fit for me. This doesn't work for me. And then I would encourage people to do the work of looking at their social circle and and seeing who they can spend time with that is going to make them feel a bit better, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody has heard, you know, these terms chosen family, right? So the people that you're looking for, for support, if you're not spending time with your family of origin, because sometimes those triggers are just too extreme. It leaves you in such a bad mental state that you're you're working too hard afterwards to feel well again. Which leaves just like, such a negative experience around the holidays, right? Like, and then as you move on and have children of your own or whatever it is, like you're just bringing these things into your next phase of life. 
Exactly, exactly. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure at the holidays to have, you know, these quote unquote, you know, family interactions, you know, all the commercials you see on TV and all the holiday ads or all the holiday movies. It's, you know, family, family, family. Um, and so people will push themselves really hard mm-hmm. to spend time with family because they think that's what they're supposed to do, right? Oh, yeah. They think this is what it is, right? This is the holidays. This is Christmas. So this is what I'm doing. I, it doesn't have to look like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to look like that at all. Yeah, I really love that. And honestly, setting, I think a big one too that I really want to drive home to everyone who's listening is like setting those boundaries, those healthy boundaries does not make you a bad person. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. It makes you a healthy person. It makes you a a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's good to think of boundaries in two ways too, actually. And so we've been talking a lot about boundaries with others. Okay. So boundaries with others. You also actually have to look at boundaries within yourself. Okay. And so what I mean by that when it comes to the holidays is boundaries for yourself, um, depending on what you're going through, boundaries with alcohol consumption. Mm boundaries with spending. Yes. That's a big one. Um, That's a big one, right? So these are two things that are coming to mind where like, these are what we call boundaries within yourself. Say you've been trying to reduce alcohol consumption um, or say you're, you're sober, completely sober. The holidays are a huge time for relapse with people, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's so much, again, look at all the, look at all the commercials, look at all the holiday, you know, there's, alcohol and cheersing and this like celebratory. Um, so you feel again, this is something you should do. Mm-hmm. Right? You and I talk about this all I the sh- time. Yes. Yes. I should be drinking. And a lot of people, um, have really interesting reactions to people who don't drink. Yeah. Um, who don't, yes. Uh, who don't drink alcohol. There could be a real societal pressure to drink, right? Mm-hmm. You're not fun. If you don't drink, you're kind of bringing down the vibe. If you don't drink, you know, this, you know, drinking culture, works because everybody's doing it Mm -hmm. right and so setting those boundaries within yourself to know what's going to feel good for you so whether that's like i'm just going to have one drink and then that's that's it It doesn't matter if somebody's pouring me more or refilling my wine glass you say no thank you whatever it is you have to have those boundaries within yourself. So boundaries go two ways. It's boundaries with other people, but it's actually also boundaries for ourselves. You know what's funny? I'm like, as you're saying this, there's like this Will Ferrell movie. I think it's like Step Brothers or something. And there's this scene from it where they're in the car and he's like, they're off to like some family dinner. And he's like, if like Carl looks at me, I'm going to beat the shit out of him or something. Like, you better not look <laughs> at me and start something. Like, it's so funny because how many times do you hear people say like, oh, so-and-so is going to be there. I'm going to need three bottles of wine. Like sometimes like those family members yes. or friends just like really trigger you. And you're like, I'm going to need a, a goblet of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Just to like cope with this person's existence, right? Yes. yes Pay exactly. attention to those things. That's a trigger, right? That's a trigger. And then also don't give up on your self-care because when you think, going back to your question about triggers, mm-hmm. a lot of times managing your triggers is actually managing your self-care. We are better equipped yeah. to manage our triggers because a trigger is simply just a huge emotional reaction in our body, mm-hmm. right? So a trigger is a huge emotional reaction where we are what we call emotionally activated, yeah. okay? When we have good self-care, we are way better able to cope with this emotion activation. We're able to do our deep breathing. We're able to step outside and take 10 deep breaths. We're able to um, just manage ourselves better because our overall health 
is better going into these situations. So don't cancel your therapy appointments. Don't stop going to the gym. Don't stop doing those things that really create good health care and say no to the things that maybe, you know, aren't going to serve you. It's okay to say no to your work Christmas party. You don't have to go, yeah. right? This idea that you're obligated to do all these things it's you're not obligated. Yeah. And if you're looking to like pour yourself a mega pint of wine, maybe ask why I want to do this. <laughs> mega pint. Yeah. Yes. Those mega pints of wine might be giving you a hint <laughs> of how you're spending your time. <laughs> We might want to like sit with that one for a second. (laughs) Or you know what? You do you. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Whatever feels good to you. Just know like it's okay. You're not, you're not a bad person. You're, you're actually not responsible for other people's emotional reactions. Um, but assertive communication. Love it. Um, how you say things to people you are responsible for. So, you know, how kind we are to other people, how calm we are to other people. This is your responsibility. How they receive that is, yeah. is up to them. Yeah. And just be kind to yourself. Give yourself a little grace. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And just know that um, setting those initial boundaries feels really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be that time where you are going to have to defend them a few times. I wish it was as easy as saying, you just have to say something once. But unfortunately, usually these things need to be said a few times. So don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. If you set that boundary, you're like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And somebody responds in a way that that wasn't respectful of that. That's okay. Amazing. You can say it again. You can do it again. You got to, got to keep persevering. You got to keep pushing. That broken record broken record technique. Just say it again and again. Yeah, You guys have got this. And I think too, when this episode airs, maybe on Instagram, we will put up a little question box where people can ask questions specific around their own situations. And we can kind of like give them an answer on how to handle those particular things. I love that because I do find with the holidays, um, everybody's situations are so deeply unique. It's hard sometimes, you know, give like you know, kind of general mm-hmm. advice. Boundaries are important for everybody, but yes, we'd love to hear specific questions. Specific. I love to hear about people's families. I love to hear about people's family dynamics. So I love the idea of questions. Yeah, let's do that. Completely anonymous too. And yeah, we'll answer them. I love this. Th- thank you so much, Susie. Any final thoughts that you want to share with everyone? No, I don't think so. I think we, I think I said it all, uh, but thank you so much for having me back. It's so fun. Can't wait for next month. Yeah. Stop going yeah, on vacation. Me. Susie went on a vacation last week and we didn't talk for like seven days. it was a a long time it was a long time Uh, when I finally called you you were like hello are you there and then you had to go and I was like no (laughs) no okay Um, next month we will we'll come up with another topic with uh what we're gonna what we're gonna target okay sounds great okay see you later okay okay bye everybody Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that today's episode provided insight, inspiration, and comfort to anyone who is dealing with the effects of trauma. Remember, you are not defined by your scars and you are not alone in your healing journey. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure to rate, review, and share this episode with a friend who could benefit from listening. We'll see you next week.